Welcome, friends, to the Insight NBA show. This is The Pickup. I am Matty G, and this is Mally. And Mally, it's a huge day for scoring. Did you score today? Uh, I'd like to say I did, but that would be a goddamn lie. So, no. But, yeah, I, I think no, basketball-wise. Did you, did you get some runs on the board? Let's, let's talk about oh, that. Yeah, of, course we're, of course we're talking about basketball. Yeah, look, I had Embiid, <laughs> so that was a big day for me, mate. Yeah, real good. Uh, conspiracy theory of the day. Have they mm-hmm. made the rings larger on the uh, on the hoops? What do, we, what do we reckon? 100%. I, I, if there was just buckets. There were buckets galore. We're going to go over all those big performances today. Guys who you can stream for the next couple of days and a whole bunch of hot dudes and cold guys and people you want to act on now. Coming up after this. Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Sometimes weird stuff happens when we record, like my wife sneaking in and just taking away a kitchen chair from the table right beside me. And some days it's just normal. And then some days, Carl Anthony Tans decides just to text Joel Embiid and be just just a casual message, like big dog eating, putting up absolutely like... The man was a beast night today. Big boys, yeah. The, the the night of the big boys. Talk us through the performances, like and how and how you went because when we were talking off air before, you were like, "Listen to this," and then listen to this, and then it's it's almost a joke. Talk us through it, Malik. Yeah, and then we started even talking and looking to see if we could find any information on the most thirty point game scored, uh, thirty point players. Uh, within the span of one uh, NBA day. We couldn't find anything. We'll keep searching because there's got to be something out there, statistics on everything. But I said it was a day of one-upmanship. So we have DeJounte Murray scoring 35 points without Trey Young, and that's an impressive feat. That could have been the the player of the day in its own right. And then he goes and gets one-upped by Jason Tatum scoring 39 points. Yeah, we'll round that up to 40. That's a very impressive game. And then KD goes... I can do you a couple of points better. I'm going to put down 43 today. And we and if that was that would have made news on any other day. And then Kat goes and says, 43, that's for kids. I'm going to put down 62 points, nearly 20 points more than you. And then Embiid says, I don't want to talk to anybody unless they're putting down 70. And he just flushed them down. And you know, but it doesn't mean anything. Not, it doesn't mean anything if you don't win at all, Mally. That's it. Yeah. So forget was, DeJounte, forget Tatum, forget KD, forget Kat. The only one we want to talk about is Joel. Jaron Jackson Jr., career high six steals versus the Raptors. Scotty Barnes, a couple of assists off a triple-double. You go down the performances, they were absolutely huge. And look, this was a massive win, can I just say. A big shout-out, as you said, to KD, 43 points for him. Now, let's be honest, it was a little bit of possibly a – it's really weird when we talk about our superstars, Mally, but it has been kind of a bit of a buy low opportunity on Kevin Durant in the last couple mm. of weeks. But like we say, points are the sexy girl you want to take to the dance. And when you put 43 up against KD's name, this is exactly, I guess this is on the back of the comment the other day that he wants to be in the GOAT conversation. My question to yeah. you is, do you actually think he is entitled to be in the same breaths as the Mount Rushmore of NBA players. Uh, and I really like the guy. I like the guy on and off the court, but no, I think that might be just um, 
yeah, a bit of a shot in the dark for old KD. I don't think he's uh, he's ever going to get close to that. I think when you're talking uh, MJ and you're talking LeBron, you know, and then there's probably another two tiers underneath that before you get to probably a fourth tier where KD's name appears, for me anyway, you know. I it's like, the, so. what haven't I done? And, yeah, he's got an impressive resume. Don't get me wrong, but... Look, when, you, when we're talking about the greatest, like we're talking Michael, we're talking LeBron, and then obviously there is that whole him versus LeBron, so he feels that he should be right there and that. But then we're talking about Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird. Like there is, there are guys that have come before him that are better than him. Like Shaquille O'Neal, like legends of the game. Like you've got to put them out yeah. there. Also in NBA-related news today, Shaquille O'Neal has announced that he no longer wants to be considered a celebrity which I thought was really interesting as well. Um, biggest performance of the day. Well, I'll take it, I guess. You know, if someone's got to lose it, I'll have it. You know, it's one in, one out. That's how it goes. By the way, random shout out as well. I want to give this one to young Brandon Miller. Now, he continues to be absolutely hot. And I guess with all these performances on any other day of the week, you'd be like, oh, Brandon Miller, just a sly 27 points in this win against the Minnesota Timberwolves. One of the yeah. best teams in the NBA from the Charlotte Hornets today. Brandon Miller, mate, has been on fire lately. Yeah, yeah, good on him. And imagine that, like, putting up 27 points as a rookie and you're not even, uh, like, a, a thought or an afterthought for uh, Rookie of the Year, you know? Like, he could do that for the rest of the season from here on out and then he wouldn't even be in the conversation, poor fella. Not even close. And he's gone up 6% and he has 56% rostered in Yahoo leagues in the past couple of days. So... I think he's worth a stream, definitely in 10-team leagues at this point in time. Like the guy is starting to round out some some pretty decent stat lines, 27 points, three threes, two assists, one steal. The field goal percentage for him, though, in the last three games has all been plus 500 with an exceptionally good, exceptionally good free throw rate as well. So he's averaging about 900 from his past two. On, he's plus 700 in his last three games and two-point field goal percentage as well. So he has been an absolute yeah. streaming must, I feel, in 10-team leagues and probably gets overlooked again with all the other sexy rookies out there that we've been focusing on this year, mate. Yeah, and you know that 500 is not going to last, but, like, if he can do that other stuff, if he can get those, um, you know, those other counting stats and, you know, the, the nights where he doesn't shoot over 500, which are going to happen more often than not, at least he's still worth having on your roster and putting in for the game. So, yeah, like... Good, good to give him. I know you wore your hat, so you gotta you gotta give a shout out to some sort of hornet. It's 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 only because I wore this shirt to work today. I wanted to be a little bit bit, bit slouchy, and then I was watching the game on the background. And I was like, oh, they, they, they might do this. There's no there's no way they beat the Timberwolves, surely. And and sure enough, they did. Look, this is the show where we go over streams and waiver targets. And Maddie, so let's play waiver targets for the next couple of the guys, and I'll tap onto the end. Check this out. Acquired. Yeah, so we're about to enter Tuesday of the uh, of the NBA schedule, and there's only two teams who have the back-to-back Tuesday, Wednesday, and that's the Blazers and the Thundercats. One guy I oh! have got my eye on. Yeah, throwback. Jabari Walker. He's, uh, he's in my top five favorite walkers to ever play in the NBA. With Kamara out and... Walker, Walker getting Kessler, that start. Walker Kessler, Walker Kessler, or Jabari Walker right now. Who's your favorite current Walker? Walker. Oh, okay, uh, the White Walker. No, I don't know. They're all they're all so good, but no, it's got to be it's got to be Jabari Walker. He's the man at the moment. They 
there's some trust in him. They're giving him. I mean, he went back down to 22 um, minutes the other day, but he was playing. He played three 30 plus minute games in a row. Um, his percentages are really strong. He seems to. He's, he's not huge. Like he's not a five. He's a, he's definitely a four. But he seems to be a good double double threat uh, any given night. And with I don't really understand what it is that Portland are trying to achieve at the moment because Nothing. they get. A young, a young guy in their starting lineup, and you think, all right, like they realize they're not going to win. They're forward thinking. They're they're making good choices about their future, and then they start playing Malcolm Brogdon thirty minutes <laughs> on a streak again. So, like, what's going on there? I have no idea. But Jabari Walker is a man to look at for that back. And so is and so is Malcolm Brogdon. For some reason, if yeah. he is randomly sitting on your waiver wire right now, just add the president. Because he has been, yeah. as you said, exceptional in the last week. He's been one of the top ads in fantasy, but one of the top players in fantasy as well. So, yeah, I'm all, I'm all for adding him. I'll tell you what he's at on right now, the Brogster. Brog. You just he's said like Brog, that. which sounds so dirty. Yeah, he's gone up again. He's now, yeah, he's cracked over this. Okay, so he's now gone up over the 76% where we can say to roster him. But he was yeah. still under 70% rostered. In 10 teams, that was a stream, under 70%. Yeah. So, 100%. He's yeah. not that cheeky. He's like a little cheeky, uh, elusive catfish. Like you, you got to grab him in. Uh, well, he's wriggling around, slippery little sucker for those games where he's going to go off like this. He's going to get hurt, or Portland are going to forget that they're not going to win and and chuck someone else in his place. But yeah, these games, these last three games. I mean, he's been nearly putting up a triple double. Like he's been, <sighs> he's been uh, a couple, a handful of rebounds or assists off each time. Like it, it's. You know, if that's a, if that's one of the categories in your league, I'm assuming someone's already got Brogdon. But man, that could win you a category just there. But you know, the shutdown potential, age, injury, Shade and Sharp's return. But while the going's good, you've got to make it a hundred percent. Like he has been absolutely rolling lately, and it has been a team like Kamara has been an ad at times. Brogdon, Jabari Walker, and especially with the back to back, as you said, with the Portland Trailblazers, they. Do what breathe 100%. We don't know if they're going to with the back to back as well. We are looking for details of do they decide to sit DeAndre Ayton again? And if DeAndre Ayton gets sat again, do what breathe becomes a second, becomes an ad. So we just want to keep on Ayton's status to see where he's going to be playing or not playing, which one that he's going to be playing. That's the kind of interesting, like we want to keep because I know they're against the Thunder for one of these games. I know mm-hmm. I had to make an ad and I added Lou Dort. I'm pretty sure they're playing Portland and then the Spurs. And I'm like, oh, Oh geez, they're both shit teams. That's it's yeah. got to be an and, it's good. And Lou Dort's the next guy on my list there, right? Smack bang underneath uh, uh, Jabari Walker's Lugans Dort. We don't know if Shea or Giddy. Uh, yeah, well, we don't really know who's going to sit the back to back, or if any of them are going to sit the back to back. Casey Wallace is another guy potentially if you're in one of those deeper leagues who might get a run. Um, and when he gets starters minutes, like he does quite all right for himself. He put up you know 12, 15 points. His percentages aren't too bad. So Ludor's obviously your first pickup, but if for some reason either he or Giddy or Shea sit, um, then Kaysen might be uh, your best boy. Uh, I've got a good game for you that we need to play one week. It's called um, yeah. NBA Player or Missing Handsome Lyric, uh, and it would be Doop. I don't know. It's, I'm a dad. <laughs> it's Doop. NBA Player or Line from Hanson Song. I can I can make it even worse for Christmas. I wanted to hang a do-up wreath on my front door, and my wife was like, "You yeah. know what?" I'm like, "I'm like do-up wreath." Yeah, I mean, 
it's like they don't you heard me and she's like no there's no such thing and i'm like there is and i showed her a picture and they're like you can't say you can't say that you can't say you want to put a person on your front door and i'm like i can because his name is Reith and i support him he's australian and she just looked he's at me like, he's, like like a foot, he's like a school in foot tall if you were trying to hang him on your door i'd have to live in a bloody barn mate He's here. Future, future, future Olympic medalist duop, Reith, we should say, if the, if the boomers can oh, pull their shit together for this one. Uh, Case on Wallace, as yep. you said, and Isaiah Joe are the other hot streams for me there. As you said, though, let's just see if there is a rest for one of these guys. Look, the Thunder are a competitive team. We don't know exactly if they are going to be doing that. The big thing for me right now with the OKC Thunder is who's going to be traded? Because, and this sounds like so wild to say, I love the Thunder. I watch them. I think they're good, but they need a big something bad because if Chet is Chet Holgren is apparently just the consensus fan favorite, analyst favorite, rookie of the year. Like when we're doing, Wemby's putting together a run right now. I think this is because Mally, you're a Spurs guy. They said they're going to cap him at 24 minutes a night. He has been, he has not played that at all lately. He's been playing 27, 27, 28, 28. They're going over it in these games that they apparently want to lose. So I'm curious by that in the first place. Mate, you're a Spurs fan. What do you, what do you think? Do you reckon they're pitching that so Wimby gets Rookie of the Year? Yeah, well, he's, he looks like he's going to play because I'm assuming the Rookie of the Year is like the other awards and you've got to put down 65 games to be, uh, to be you know, counted. Um, yeah, I, I think he's probably trying to put a bit of space between between him and Chet. And with the injury a little bit further behind him now, 28 minutes isn't egregious. And I'm sure the 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 like the viewership today with um MB putting down that 70. And it wasn't even like, you know, while we're mentioning um Wemby, uh, the game was relatively close throughout. And yeah. Wemby still put up 33 points himself. So it wasn't like an absolute schlacking by um, by Embiid. It was just pounding him every time. Like Wemby was going back and getting his own, um, which yeah. was great. I mean, that's probably Wemby playing as hard as he did is probably the reason why um, Embiid got to stay out there and get to his 70, you know. So I don't know. Maybe you can share a little bit of his uh, of his fame and, for uh, you know, maybe some, some hot tips for a future some, big man of the shit. league. Some tutelage yeah, for the young, yeah. some tutorship yeah. for the young bugs. So, yeah, look, we don't know what's going to happen with these guys, but look, they are a competitive side, but they do need more size. I do just see them making. I see them needing another big in Charlotte, a good backup or a good option where they can help have some rim protection there. I think. I think that Clippers game was a big moment for the OKC Thunder. They're like, okay, we're, we're close because for me, the Clippers are one of the best teams in the league. Like their depth from one yeah. through nine or one through ten is exceptional. Like you look at that squad throw, they're like, oh. Jeez. And then you look down, oh, who are they led by? Well, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, James Harden. So this is where OKC's growing up experience has to happen. And I think they're going to get less of a hurt on them, especially when these rounds can go seven games in the playoffs, especially when it's that. They need to trade for a big. I don't know who that is yeah. yet. I don't know who's going to present. Like maybe Nick Richards or Mark Williams from Charlotte. They're going nowhere quick. When, yeah. Maybe one of Wendell Carter Jr. or Gogo Badadze or one of the big plethora of log jam centers that are over in, you know, like this is just what I'm seeing. Like the magic could send out and get back. I think there's a push there to be made from the thunder right now. And and that's where I see that happening for me. So 
that's where I see like the pickups for that one. We've hit our waiver wire pickups with that one and our preview on this one. I love that we did the sound drop and we did the waiver wire pickups. That was so easy. Uh-huh. Let's talk. Let's talk injuries. Not so much a broken leg, but a bung thumb is one Kyrie Irving. Now, he suffered a right thumb, a sprained right thumb during Monday's uh, game against the Celtics, and then he was taken away. So the interesting news here is that he was like he will be coming back and is not expected to miss any time. But we do, being Kyrie, treat that with just a little bit more sensitivity to the information than we usually would because it's, you know, it's Kyrie. We just never want to say that it's, you know, he's back indeed. He's got to have the, the resume for the most creative reasons to miss an NBA game in one career. Hey, like just all the reasons he's either been injured or he's been a naughty boy and not been able to play or just the decisions he's made. Like if an award goes out to like the weirdest, like uh, amount, like, you know, amalgamation, not the amalgamation, the weirdest, like a collection of reasons why a man could sit an NBA game. It'd be, It'd be him. He's going to get like Did a lacerated earlobe or something next, and people will be like, "Yeah, fair enough." Like, and the lacerated earlobe just means you know what that means. He just means he had his ears pierced. Yeah, okay, yeah, you can't. Yeah, it's exactly. too fresh. You don't want to get sweat in my. I'm lacerated. There's a hole in my ear. In my ear hole. <laughs> did you? Was it just me, or did last week out of nowhere on my Twitter feed, on my X feed, whatever you want to call the bloody thing, was there just pictures of Kyrie Irving shirtless? on a beach wearing long pants and some sneakers on a beach with like some palm trees beside him. Literally out of nowhere, I saw it three times. It was Kyrie holding like his baby's hand, holding a baby and his wife beside him. Like this is the weirdest Kyrie Irving positive messaging I've ever seen in my entire life. It was like trending for like two days. I'm like, what is, what are these pictures of Kyrie keep coming back on? But anyway, look, we hope he doesn't miss time. And especially I hope he doesn't miss any more time this year because it's been intermittent with him. Uh, the other thing to take in today is Trey Jones suffered a foot injury. So he's going to be looked at on Tuesday when the Spurs get back to San Antonio. He's going to undergo further testing. So he looks at risk of missing the start of the seven-game homestand um, that begins this week. So they're back in San Antonio on a seven-game homestand. So let's just keep our eyes on Trey Jones. He's been playing exceptionally well as the starting point yeah. for San Antonio. So that's that's good. So I think we could might even get some Keldon Johnson in response to that. Yeah, he's been putting up some um, some double-figure assist games now. And I think the other thing that's upsetting about the fact that, obviously, you know, the the owners of of, uh, of Trey are going to have some issues, you know, getting their assists up this round or maybe for a couple of rounds, depending on how severe the injury is. But um, Sohan is another guy that I think will probably be negative effect- negatively affected by this because I'm assuming they'll put him back in the point um, forward kind of position and he's been doing a lot better himself since Jones has been in so I think this will have a bit of a negative flow on effect usually when a player goes out you go great this will be an awesome yeah. opportunity for my guy and I think in fact it's probably the opposite here where Sohan takes a bump uh, negatively with uh, with Jones out again because we've seen when the emphasis is on him to initiate the offense from San Antonio it just was not successful like yeah, it just yeah. wasn't successful. And and this is talking about lacerations for the face. Keldon Johnson did cop one on the game as well on Monday. And then he went back into the game. Uh, the other injury report thing we want to keep an eye on when we might be able to get some stream value for the day is in the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, LeBron James is out for Tuesday with an ankle injury. So he were looking to pick up guys like 
Uh, Torian Prince, who funnily enough is usually on the injury report, like probable or questionable, he's not in the injury report at all. So we obviously know they're going to roll out Torian Prince. So he's probably going to be one you can look at for the day. Uh, also, Rui Hachimura got a really significant bump last time as to Cameron. It's just keep word on who is going to be starting on the day and make your ads if you are in a daily league beforehand. I think that can pretty much wrap up our major injury news sustained for the day, Mally, because we're going to get into a couple of things. But before we do, make sure everyone, you check out our good friends, Bonus Bank. They are Australia's best side hustle. Use promo code INSIGHT for 25% off your first month. If you want to make the most of your match betting, like, oh, give $100 for your best with mates account on Sportsbet. Oh, I need to know that that's going on. They'll help you make the most out of it at Bonus Bet. It's the best Australia's best side hustle. People can make thousands of dollars in their first months. It's low risk. Put your money in less than $1.90 a day. And if you use the promo code again, INSIGHT, 25% off your first month. Mally, I'm going to do the buy low, uh, the, the buy low, sell high later because you had something very interesting. You wanted your guys who were the, we had a new way. It's time to sell. Like it's time to sell them now. This is the guys here. Let's get for your time to sell. Sell, sell, sell. Sell, sell, sell. Mate, who is your first one this week? It's a uh, young, rusty Westbrook. Um, I guess the situation that he is facing with the Clippers at the moment is the fact that Zubach is out. And you might be thinking, how does this affect, how does the uh, a missing five impact a, you know, a backup one? And in this situation, um, I mean, the, the, the stars have essentially aligned for Russell Westbrook. He's getting the minutes. He was very close to getting a triple-double himself the other day. Um, he seems to be the biggest beneficiary from um from Avicii Zubac Zubac man I suck I need some Zubac Zubac yeah yeah <laughs> like the true Italian that Zubac is um, <laughs> is that because I use my hands Zubac yeah 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 it was the it was the it was the hand talking the uh, gesticulating if you will uh, yeah he's uh yeah enjoy. <laughs> He's, uh, he's going to go back to being a sub-20 minute guy. I think he's one of those guys that um, his name kind of speaks for himself. Depending on the competitiveness of your league, there's always Russell Westbrook buzz. You can see that by the percentage of leagues that still have held him through the uh, the, the the lean times of, of late, um, especially with him coming. Yeah, meager, meager as they come. Um, if you can advertise his strengths, if you can start pulling uh, – pulling some conversations with your league mates about the fact that he's, you know, getting closing back in on this triple double. They're starting to see the value of him again. You know, like he's this number one option off their bench, even when Zubac comes back, um, you might be able to start to gain a little interest and, you know, what you can actually get back for him. I'm not sure, but I think if you can get someone with a little consistency, um, which Russell generally doesn't have you know i guess he's consistent in the fact that you know that his uh percentages are never going to be fantastic but um yeah i'll be i'll be looking if you've got russell it's probably a time to try and move on from him now um and i guess well, i would say you've held him that i would long. say another week though man i'd say another week because or even a couple more games because you know zubach is out another three weeks so if you are going to capitalize on that point just show the sustained you know as you said the excellence in the minutes there that's what you want to do you want you want to develop a pattern in your trading with the people you're trading with and be like, this is how you get value back to be like, look, he's been doing it. So you've got to look at the last few games where he's been 23, nine and six, 11, two and four, 12, eight, 13, 12, two and two. 
because before that it was six, zero, and three, nine, two, and seven. Okay, cool. So you've got to look at the last five. So when you know there's going to be a sustained injury, like Mally said, and you're going to get this run, get this a five-game sample size, six-game sample size, and sell it then because then you're going to look back at the previous one, two, three, four, five, six, and they're pretty crap. Before he actually was on a nice little bump, 14, 6, and 6, 14, 11, and 6, 12, 5, and 5, 15, 13, 4. You could probably advertise that. People are, oh, he was just down a little bit in those games and had a low minutes. But look at him back there. And then you start to see more pattern. And I think, you, I think you're spot on. You'll probably be able to make him, like, probably be able to get a good move on this one. But Mally, one of the other guys in this NBA has been on lists up and down of hot and cold guys all season long. Jaron Jackson Jr. Sell now on the big fella who's hit his stride. Talk us through this one because this is a this is interesting. You're gonna have to take probably the biggest gamble of your 23-24 uh, fantasy NBA career with Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, they're clearly running on a skeleton crew at the moment, and he is the man who's getting the job done on the offensive end, which is really unless you think otherwise, probably the first time in his career he's had to be uh, sustained being the number one scoring option on his team. That's never really been – I mean, he's been the number two, he's been the number three, but he's never really for a period of time had to be the number one scoring option. There's always been like 1A and 1B in Memphis, apart from when, when Jar's out, he's number one, like with a bullet. And then there's the second tier Memphis guys, which is obviously Triple J and Bain, both very good. I'm not saying they're second rate crap. No, no, they're, they're very good basketball players and, and they make a really good team. Like that that triumvirate in Memphis is a beautiful young core for that team. Like it's a, I mean, they're not beautiful young core. Like they're a good, you, you know what I'm saying. They're handsome. Anyway, so these guys have been absolutely fantastic. But Jaron Jackson Jr. has never had to wear that burden before, like you said, man. So this is now him going full tilt. And this was a guy outside the top 100. And all of a sudden, in the past week, six steals today in a game, career high, he has been the 26th ranked player in fantasy. He's finally come to the form that many drafted him at, and people gave up on him throughout the season. But you now say it's time to sell him while he is at number 26. Yeah, and, and I mean, besides his six steals, I think it was two or three games ago he had four steals. And outside of that, he's been pretty – he's gone pretty well missing in the steals. And even the blocks department haven't been that strong. Yeah. Like, it's, they've really been diminished. And I guess it's the um, it's the seesaw effect, isn't it? Once the points go up and you have to be that uh, offensive number one option, you, you're going to go a little missing on the defensive end. And, you know, it, it takes really special players to be able to do both. I mean, you even look at Embiid today – who was an offensive like powerhouse? He got one block, no steals, um, just because his focus wasn't on that end. Um, I think, I guess, what you're thinking about and considering with Triple J is the fact that we know that he's had uh, an injury-ridden past, and now they're absolutely working him like a dog. Um, they also, I mean, I feel a bit silly saying this because ever since I teased them on last week's show saying that they were their G League team having a run in the NBA, I reckon they've actually probably won more than they've lost, uh, including today's game. But, you know, I don't think this lasts forever. Some of these young guys have been really hot and I think, you know, they've got a long way to prove themselves in the NBA. Is he a guy that, 
you know, risks that shutdown situation, you know, as you're coming into your fantasy playoffs and he's been putting up these wonderful numbers, you know, it maybe gets you into the playoffs. But if he's not there and you're getting zeros by the time your playoff runs around, it doesn't matter if you come in fifth or you come in first, you know, that's obviously going to be a really big hit. I think you are getting great value if you sell him now. I'd be looking for somebody um, who, and again, you know, like he's probably a guy that you picked up in the season and held on to because you need those defensive stats. And again, he made me silly by putting six steals up today. But, you know, I, I feel like they're going to plateau again. You're not yeah. wrong, though. Let's, yeah. let, me, let me give you this. No, no, I'm going to back you up on this to the hill because this is the thing. When you draft Jaron Jackson Jr., Melly, if you were drafting him this year, what are you drafting Jaron Jackson Jr. for? What, what was the thing that you were hoping to get out of the bloke? Well, if you were pulling him in that 2025 point, which is probably his high watermark, you were trying to get those career-high season-leading blocks from him that he put up last year. Which was three, his career high as well. So last year he was a career high three. So you're looking for a guy last year who was shooting 500 from the field. You know, he was shooting 800 from the free throw line almost. Like he had an exceptional year. So last year he was at 28 minutes a night, 18 points a game, seven rebounds, three blocks, yeah. an excellent field goal percentage. The year before that, 2.3 blocks. So you think, oh, he gets a couple a game. His rookie year, he was at 1.6 blocks a game. And this year he is down to 1.6 blocks a game. In the last week, even with the steals, 0.7, 0.8 in the last two. But in the last two months, he's kicked it up to 0.7, so 1.7. So on the season, he's exactly at his rookie level for block shots a game. This is half of the blocks that Jaron Jackson Jr. had last year. We drafted him. You drafted him, hoping for two, three blocks a game or four blocks a game or six blocks some games. And he's just not giving you what you wanted out of that position. In fact, the blocks that came in spades, I don't think any more than four this or six once this season. And there are games where he goes absolutely missing. Six has been his top once. So, Mally, you bang on. If there's a time to sell, I really do. And you could sell him high because he could, as you said, this is a huge, this is a guy who could continue to string this together to the end of the year. Yeah. And, and you know, maybe it, maybe it blows up in your face, but I would take, I would try and get someone like a Scotty Barnes, someone who, as of late, has probably been a little underwhelming. But I think he's going to play through. They're obviously trying to uh, gel and mesh and get this young team off. I don't think he's probably in the even with the, uh, I guess the the slower season and the poor poor uh, you know season that the Raptors have had. He's going to play through. He's starting to pick back up again. He's getting those. He's getting the defensive stats. I think I looked before and he was a good solid 1.2, 1.3 for both his steals and blocks. Yep. And and yeah. they're back eyes again. So you I mean you're not going to sell him for for uh, for nothing at all. You're not going to give him away. And you're obviously going to have to find someone who's got the, a different mentality about the fact that yeah he's hot and they're just going to play him through because he's that number one option. But yeah, I, I just I just like to go safe, and I reckon if I traded him and I got someone like a Scotty Barnes and maybe some change back, oh, even if he wants to keep being hot, I, I think you know um, I, I'd be happy enough, you know, with that with that little bit of security. And points, as we said, points are the points are the sexy thing. People love points, so you start to see together this body of work from Jaron Jackson Jr. 27, 26, 36. You start to see that on some questionable percentages, one would say, 
Like the four four the four forty four with twenty six the other day was questionable. It's been an uptick. He got eighteen points on two hundred the other day. Twenty one points, three hundred from the floor. Like the man loves a shot, and he needs to. So the other day I was watching the guy. I think it was the Golden State game. He was yeah. He was shooting absolutely abysmal. His threes. He was just jacking them up. I looked. At, we, I think we were talking about it like the other day, just chatting. I think it was like his first six shots were threes, and he hit none of them. Well, we, it was ridiculous. Do we liken him to the trebuchet? Just <laughs> getting a little we trebuchet did. reference. They're just loading him up, and he's just slinging, 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 and hopefully, uh, yeah, a few go in. And I think, and I think you're right. This is the time on him. One and like it's another guy. This is, I think, my sell high. This is my hot guy right now. Who this is completely 100. Pull over by this hot guy and let me out. Come and jump in the ride. Colin Sexton and Mally, I don't tell you who I'm picking for these two each week for my sell high and my buy low, but the big sexpo himself, Colin Sexton, is having a career run right now. I know when we talked about Utah at the beginning of the season, we were like, what happens with Colin Sexton? He wants to be the starting point guard of this team. They've mixed up their lineups, Fontecchio starting with Chris Dunn and Colin Sexton, these little guys, and Kessler on the bench. Yeah. You know, Collins running small with Larry Market and still being the focal point. Will Hardy deserves credit for being coach of the year at this point. But this is not to finish what the Sexpo was doing. He has been absolutely incredible. And and when you talk about Colin Sexton, this is a guy who on the year is just ranked in around the top 110 players on the season. So when we say it's so high, because in the last week, he has been the 58th ranked player. But in the past fortnight, he has been the 25th ranked player. So this is where now he's reached a peak. He's cooled a little bit. He's still running hot. So this is where we can make him. And running hot, 28, 31, 30, 27, 20, on ridiculous percentages. Like he has now been, for the past month, shooting plus 530 from the field. For the month, the guy has only had, like this is, did we not see this coming? Because last year, he was averaging 500 from the floor. Yeah, and I, I think. Back in it and I'm like, did we all underrate Colin Sexton a little bit? Maybe, because this is him shining. Maybe, you think? I think they just tried to make him a point guard, which he isn't. You know, like they wanted him to be someone who could move the ball around. That's not who he is. He's a guy that you got to give the ball and say, can you can you please score some points? But, yeah, I think you're right. that What he's doing at the moment is probably a little unsustainable. And, obviously, um, they're playing to win at the moment, you know. So, if if it's not his night, um, they're just going to sit him. Like, and you don't want to be there when the cold streak comes. So, I think you're right. This is definitely a hot guy for, um, you know, for, for the current climate. And I think if you can get some, um, you know, some value back from him, it's been long enough since people have probably put behind them the fact that he was, you know, a few weeks into the season, a guy you could pick up off the waiver wire. 100%. Like, to look back on that now and go, hey, I picked this guy up off the waivers. Like, you know, it seems unreal that, uh, that it's, that it's is unreal. A, it's like Jalen Johnson when he was dropped. Oh, he's a waiver wire guy. But Colin Sexton is 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 all for almost averaging thirty points a game, twenty nine point five. He's on three threes, two rebounds, six assists, one point five steals a game. These are sexy stats, and these are ones that you want to be able to sell to people while the going is very very good. 
But now it's time to look at the guys who are cold, like these guys. And there's no one guy. It's it's the guys. It's, it's singular guys. Mally, guess who I think isn't doing well right now? And I know he's going to improve because he did this exact same bullshit to start the season and he's in a bit of a slump. Hello, Chris Middleton. Oh, man. How's this? look like Chris Middleton. <laughs> this is the last week. He looks angry. He, he, look, he looks he's not happy he's happy that you're going to put that of him. I'm not the person who took the photo and then put that on the internet. I'm just he looks like he looks like Jaron. A picture back up for a second. <laughs> looks like Jaron Carter, don't you reckon? Oh, Jeff on Carter. He does look like Jeff on Carter. Javon, yeah, no, yeah. Javon. what's going on there? Yeah, no, anyway. it's, it's it's definitely Chris Middleton. I'm look. I'm just going to say it's definitely Chris Middleton and try and convince you that it is as many times as like <laughs> you really is that do what that. this segment was. You, you <laughs> tell me that someone is someone like, uh, and I have to figure out. It's like yeah. If you haven't done this before, make sure you like and subscribe and give us a review and five stars on all of our content. Go back and check out the episode the other day when we did with Alex Reclaim. And it was the live heat check show that I was with Skitty. And at the end of that episode, we were talking about great beards uh, of the NBA. And we were talking about two guys in particular. And we were like, who's this? And he was like, Jacques Vaughn has the best beard on like yeah. in the NBA, and I was like, he absolutely streaks. does. Yeah, the, the perfect symmetrical gray streaks on this one. Yeah. and then I was like, I'm not painted on. Well, mate, we were talking about how he's like, and I was like, I was watching the Nets game, and I swear to God, I looked at this, and there's Harden, and that's him older. It's yeah. like Jacques Vaughn. Jacques Vaughn is the old James Harden. Every time I see James Harden, though, I can't unsee those pictures in my own mind of him back in uh back in OKC, where he just Maybe had the bastard teeth and the terrible mouth. But if you look uh, at uh, what's his name, um, what's the coach, Jacques Vaughn? Yeah, Jacques Vaughn. I think there's a good set of teeth, lips. He's got everything going on under there. It's not. <laughs> He's not trying to hide anything. He's a beautiful man. He knows that he's beautiful without a beard, and that makes him sexier with a beard. <laughs> it's true. Jacques Vaughn is probably the handsomest coach of the NBA. With, that's just, that's just, that's just <laughs> luscious. We'll rank them. But, let's, rank, let's, let's do an episode where we rank the, um, the sexiest coaches. men. Yeah, coaches <laughs> in the NBA. Look, Chris oh, Middleton. Can't be, can't be Chris Middleton. He looks like. Uh, do it, do it before I say silly things. I, do, Chris, I don't want to say things, but Chris Middleton is an absolute – I think he is our buy low guy because of how cold he has been. In the past week, he has been 120th ranked in fantasy basketball, 15 points a game. He has been inefficient from the floor, but still highly efficient from the free throw line as he does. Look, less than two assists a game, three rebounds, 1.7. This is down from over the past month where he's been scoring 17 points, three rebounds, six assists a game. The steals have been there. They've been constant for this season, and we like that from Chris Middleton. But this is the time now where he is a bit of the shine that we all love. Like, oh, Chris is back. Chris is back. The minutes are gone. He can play back-to-backs. He can play 48 bloody minutes a night of basketball if he has to. Well, he's come crashing back down to earth a little bit. On the season, he's ranked at about 100, 107th on the season. In the past month, he's been 73rd. But last week, he was 126. So this is where you strike while the iron is hot. You can get Chris Middleton for a cheaper price, Mally. And I think this is the time you want him because this is a guy when the Bucks are chasing some end-of-year success and good positioning in the Eastern Conference for the playoff run because they're not going to tank their chances in their positioning because – 
They came undone by that in years past. I reckon he's going to improve and show his stuff. So Chris Middleton for me is a buy now. Like it, it seems that um, he and Dame can't have a big night on the same night. It, it, it almost seems like Giannis does Giannis things every night unless every he's night. injured. And then, um, and then, yeah, it's it's either Chris Middleton who put up a 22, 25 point game and good percentages and has a, he's even had a couple of blocks in there too. You know, he's had some multiple block games um, over the last couple of weeks, even when the scoring hasn't come. Um, and then, yeah, Dame kind of goes quiet and then Dame, you know, gets red hot and does Dame things where he's popping in, uh, you know, uh, buzzer beating shots from the logo like he's known to do. And Chris Middleton just just kind of goes missing. But yeah, I think I think this is the lowest point that you're going to see of Chris Middleton for this season outside of his injury-ridden uh, start of the season. But yeah, I, I think that you'd be remiss not to consider him a guy you want to pick up. <laughs> Why are you doing little flashes of heart? <laughs> Jesus. I love that, man. I know you do. I know you have. Apparently, the rumor is you have every James Harden jersey known to mankind. Is that right? The rumor is true. Like, every James Harden jersey. Yeah, I actually got one right next to me now. I've got his MVP jersey, but I'm too fat. Hold right it up. Now, so it's just, Hold it up. You, know, you, do, you have it right beside you. Yeah, but I keep it here in my drawer. Here. Oh, Jesus. Keep it in my drawer. Look at this beauty. Oh, that was a good one. Those, were, those MVP jerseys were actually yes, really nice editions. Yeah, oh, it's beautiful. No. Yeah, got all the little little bedazzlements, black on black, man. Looks sick. Too far. Yeah, okay. go to the gymnasium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's put my some, plan. Put some sli- put some sleeves on yourself and clean your act up a little bit. Yeah. Why don't you? <laughs> hey, time to yeah. buy, guys. You've got yeah, two yeah, to man. finish up. Out. You've got two guys to finish up the show. It's time to buy. Mally's going to tell us why. Buy more. Sound fair enough? I'm going to surprise you by putting up one of the pictures of the guys that you told me about and just see which one you talk about first. <laughs> Do I start talking and then you put it up? All right, yeah. I'm, I'm, going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Chet Holgren. He's oh, a, he, he, hey, here he is, a 50-50 chance and we got it. He looks like an, uh, an Amish guy who went on Rumspringer and then he decided <laughs> he'd join the NBA and never go back to the Amish lifestyle. But uh, there he is. You see his mum and dad sitting courtside the other day. His dad looked like a like a ex guitar yeah. tutor. His yeah, dad always like has lovely. that video. He used to have a camcorder, like an old eighties style video thing to take footage of Chet as well. I love his parents. Yeah, they're, they're old school. They're probably maybe they are Amish. Maybe they're just trying to figure it all out. But who knows? Who do you Chet enjoy being like on Amish. the sideline more, Taylor Swift for Travis Kelsey or Chet Hol- Chet Holgren's parents for him? 100% Chet Holgram's parents because they look yeah. like they they I'll keep looking at their watch to see what time it is that um Best Buy is so open awesome. so they can like get out of there. Like, so yeah, awesome. we've got places to be, Chet. You keep doing so basketball awesome. things. But back back to his fantasy status. Um, he's obviously putting up unreal rookie numbers. He's been an absolute marvel. He fits that team so perfectly. And he is another reason why um, Oklahoma is one of my favorite teams to watch. Just watching Shea do his thing, um, watching the improvement out of Jalen Williams, to be fair, probably both Jalen Williams. Um, Giddy, obviously, being a, a, a homegrown boy um, now that he's out of his hot water, which is good. Um, and, and Chet just blocking everything and, and trying to hold his own in that, in that skinny frame. But even though he's managed over the last few weeks to still um, hold his 2.5 blocks a game um, and the assists have gone up 
the scoring's gone down. And the scoring has gone down because he's trying to put up about five uh, three-pointers a game and he's hitting about one of those five now. He's, his three-point percentage has really cooled off. Um, he is a broken trebuchet. But I'm not too worried that this one element or one area which is really affecting his ranking is going to be something that holds, I think, that he's still really good value He's never been a huge rebounder, um, but the rebounds are down a little bit, but those peripherals have stayed strong. His assists have gone up, which is great. Like he's getting a real good eye for the game. He seems really comfortable with his team. Um, And if you're not looking for points, like the rest of his game has stayed as strong as ever. Like if you're doing that punt um, points build, the blocks are amazing. The assists are coming in. The rebounds are always strong around that six or eight. Never really gets to those double figures. The percentages, besides the three point percentages, are still looking good. Um, like yeah, the he's been still going in the last in the last banks. week is the time he's been three hundred and seventy five from two point range, which is low for him on the season. He's six twenty five, and in the past last look in the last two weeks, he's been two fifty nine from three. Last week he was three hundred, but he's three eighty six on the season. So you're right, Mally. He's taken is is the ding the percentages up the last couple of weeks, which is might be like, oh, he's getting nervous. He's hitting the rookie wall. You could sell it as like, hey, yeah. if you're trying to slide in, like, man, he's look at this. He's hitting People the rookie that. wall. Pete, he's hitting the rookie wall. The rookie wall is happening, man. Wemby's got he, Wemby started in the wall because he was international, but now he's hitting the stride, man. I don't know. You could pitch it some way. I'm sure. Yeah, I think so too, and. It, uh- like like any of these buy ho buy ho we <laughs> buy low is not a PG show anymore buy ho buy ho grins yeah I ho yeah ho gorilla grins um, it's all about the way that you you um, paint your picture you know like you got to really you know I guess when you're when you're trying to buy like you are with him, you're not going to advertise the strength to the person you're trying to buy him off because that's obviously going to work against you. Know, like he's a great guy, man. Any t- if you if you traded him to me, he'd be an absolute fool. Uh, that's going to get you going in the wrong direction. But I think you know, I I, I like to go on. Um, you know, the rest of his career thus far, the way that he's played this season, those threes are going in at a, at a respectable rate. If he can start hitting a few more of those again, you know, even if he starts hitting two more out of those five and he's hitting, you know, two or three from his six that he's trying to take, you know, he goes up six points. He's back into a reasonable position with his points again. So, yeah, I, I just like the guy. I think, um, I think uh, unfortunately, he's not going to win Rookie of the Year this year. But in any other year, he would have been um, a shoe in Consensus. Again, I've said it before. This, for me, reminds me, and I know it's only because I'm wearing Charlotte Hornets merch right now, but when Alonzo Mourning and Shaquille O'Neal came the same year, you had these two absolutely brilliant big men that just came in and showed out. And every, any other year, Zoe would have been like, Phew. but it was the year that Shaq, this all-timer, came in. And this is the path that I feel that Chet and Wemby are somewhat on. But it's so weird because the consensus number one for many analysts and people in fantasy, if they're voting right now, they're saying Chet. But this is where the whole Wemby thing is getting really interesting. Like he's and and there's no disputing the individual performances, but he's also on a really shitty basketball team. To be fair, yeah. Whereas the Oklahoma City Thunder are really good. They're playing to win. They're a really good basketball team. And if they make a trade to get some insulation for Chet, just not to be 
the only sole big man. I mean, apart from the dud Jalen Williams, you know, there could be someone here for it. There's another guy, though, who's been the big alpha of the team. And this is your last guy to buy now on. This has been someone who's moved into alpha status in Toronto very, very quickly. I do not know how, for the love of God, you are going to pull off a trade for this bloke, unless it's for Triple J, who you flirted with the idea of early. But Scotty Barnes has been a weapon this year. But you think now is the time to buy because he's going to get better or worse? I'm, what's going on with Barnesy? Why are we I selling think, him? Um, it's a nice, um, it's a nice. Well, we're hopefully buying him. Hopefully, you're not selling him. You could try and sell. But why him. am I going to sell him? Why am I going to sell him if I own him? You're selling him to yeah. me, and I'm buying him off you. I think it's a nice. Segue sell me too, this Barnsey instead of a pen. Sell me if, this Barnsey. If you're, um, if you're Chet and you and you lose out this season to um, to Wembenyama for the rookie race. And no hate on Scotty Barnes because I think he's really picked things up this year. You know, he had that top 20 run for, uh, you know, a, yeah, a good long time. part of his season. But, you know, I don't – if you you look at the the numbers that he had to win Rookie of the Year, you'd feel kind of cheated if you were Chet, wouldn't you? Like, yeah. it would it'd be a little upsetting. But anyway, there's my segue into Scotty Barnes. Look, I've got here – it's time to buy Scotty Barnes stocks. He he really struggled um, around the time QI and RJ came over um, to Toronto. He seemed to get pushed out of being a, a scoring option. He's um, his rebounding went down. His assists went down. Obviously, RJ has been really hot of late, and he's been doing a lot of scoring. Um, it quickly has been able to you know control the ball. He's bringing it up. He's moving it around. Um, he's really taken that uh, point guard position and still having Schroeder as your backup point guard, he still has to get his. Um, but now Siakam's obviously moved to Indiana. Like there's been some big changes going on around Scotty Barnes. They've pulled absolutely no punches saying that he's our man. As you said, he's the alpha. He's the centerpiece of our team. And anyone who's being bought in or sent away, it's solely because of Scotty Barnes doing uh, or, or our doing for Scotty Barnes benefit. I don't think he's getting back to that, you know, 20 top 20 that he, he flirted with for a period of time, but he's got top 40 upside and there's been parts this season of late until he started picking back up again recently where he was getting closer to the, you know, that 80 mark 85. Um, the counting stats are coming back. As I said before, when I when I tried to uh, convince you that Triple J might be a, a person that you could uh, yep. swap out for him, the, the assists are coming back. His percentages are always a little bit iffy, especially um, from the line. But the steals and blocks, as I said before, coming back into that 1, 1.2, 1.3 kind of range for both of those um, stats, which is very hard to get. You know, you can get block guys, you can get steel guys, but it's it's a, a rare thing to get someone who can score, get one plus mm. in each of those categories. I think things are only going to improve for Scotty. I think it's one of those, if you're looking to buy, don't wait. I, I, I don't think he's going to plateau again anytime soon. So, yeah, it just depends if the what the owner, with all this like trepidation, all these ups and downs that have kind of gone on around Scotty Barnes at the moment, maybe they're just done with it. You know, they're. I think Pirtle being out of the lineup as well, and that consistency of a big in there to that insulation as an interior defender has been put some emphasis on him as well to probably defend the rim a little bit more as well. So he's been, you know, he's having to work really, really hard in Toronto. And as you said, it's acclimating with brand new teammates. And 
look, they've been they've slotted in really nicely. Like, let's be honest. Like, you know, you've had Gary Trent pop into your starting lineup occasionally lately as well, and we all know that that bloke loves a shot. But Quickers and RJ Barrett have settled in kind of really nicely. Bruce Brown is doing a nice job there right now in Toronto. So Scotty is still the number one. Dog. Goes, you know, there's there's still and some this, movement to be had. They may and not here's be a, done yet. So here's a name, man. Here's the other name that's going around quite a lot that everyone wants Bruce Brown mm, and that he's, he's highly obtainable. He's a winner. Look, Pirtle, there you go. Pirtle's another guy that I could see being moved to OKC. If Pirtle was like on Chris Brown, he's like Chris Brown instead of Bruce Brown. Yeah, he could probably <laughs> go there as well. No, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Whoever it was, one of the brown, one of the brown guys, like brown Bruce brothers. Brown or yeah. Chris Brown, the brown make brothers. A bloody Riesling. Good wine. The, the, the Riesling, the Riesling boys are going to uh, to somewhere on the off season. But um, no, I think you're right. And Barnsley has been absolutely huge, and it's been an absolutely massive one. And I'd like to thank you as well, as always, and thank our sponsors, the Standard Squeeze. I know you haven't got any of your promo gear on you tonight. Pick your act up a little bit, Mally, and. And if you want more stuff, especially shirts without any sleeves, you can get them from the standard squeeze as well as your foreign ones, your campers, your travelers, and your nip one. The traditional, the original, the OG standard squeeze bottle has your liquor on the top and whatever beverage you have makes a perfect nip each and every single time. Use promo code INSIGHT15 to get yours. And to finish it off, I have a question for you. A bit of NBA trivia. No, it's just I'm going to tell you. I don't know how to put, ask this a question. It's not like it's a bloody Jeopardy and I can do this one. Did you know that James – this is a little bit of fun trivia for you for your NBA. James Harden is one of only six players in NBA history to have more than 40, 35-point games in one NBA season. Yep, and that's why I've got his jersey. What a man. In the 2018-19 season, he had 43 games of 35 points plus. Because when I was trying to find, like, most people scored 30 or 35 points in a day in NBA history, it gave me the list. And Jesus, Will Chamberlain loved to score. Just to be fair, there's... This is his favorite thing to do. 73, 65, 46, and 46 games of 35 points plus in a season. Four times a big game. James was also at that time being fueled by um, Hooters chicken wings and buffalo wings. So, uh, yeah, uh, they should have drug tested him for those. There's something to be said for that diet then. And do you want to hear the funny thing with that? In that season, when James Harden in 2018-2019 scored 40, like 35 points plus in a season, he scored 1,866 points. Absolutely massive. However, the season that Wilt Chamberlain scored 73 games of 35 points, he scored 3,814 points. Ah, uh, yikes. Yeah. His points yeah, per game man. was at 52.2 points a game. Harkens back to you, the way we started this podcast on our uh, on-coat conversation, you know. Back in my day, the yeah. room was this big. Yeah, yeah. It's like he played against like the yeah, the junior side or something like that, and just went mental every game. <laughs> That's wow. absolutely ridiculous, mate. We'll join you. Thank you yeah. so much, my man. I'll see you next week on the pickup. As you said, make sure you Same like friend. and subscribe to all things Inside Fantasy Sports. Uh, we'll be back with another pod on Thursday this week. Take care, everyone.